0: Log Talk Radio <clears throat> <clears throat> The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a podcast. Featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voice, two out of the broom closet professional witches with over seventy years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away.
1: Well, here we are again. Hi there, everyone. Uh, we are the Witch, the Priestess, on the Cauldron. And in keeping with the month of December's theme, The Divine Family, we will be talking about the Divine Feminine. But at, right at the moment, I would, yeah, I know, I'm all excited about this. Um, at the moment, I'm going to kind of share what happened last this last week with myself, and then Deb will be the next one on the hot seat and then we will go right into (laughs) our topic after that. So this week has been um, kind of fraught with further experiences of um, house maintenance and I've been kind of trying to navigate through different things that needed to be done and put together. But on the really exciting side is on Friday of last week, I I had my granddaughter I picked her up from school and we decorated the Christmas tree and she got all excited because there was all these little um, handmade uh, decorations that of course when you're like in kindergarten and then you know the elementary school <laughs> you the, mm-hmm. they make and of course all of these were one my daughter which was her mother made and so she was kind of going oh wow and there was a little picture that was put in a frame and it was you know, my daughter when she was actually
2: about
1: my granddaughter's age. And so she was all excited about that. And that was real fun. And then um, spent the night. And then on Saturday, um, by the afternoon after I was done with work,
0: uh,
1: I called a friend of mine in California and she and her husband and I talked for three hours, and I, I literally, during that time, thank goodness you have headsets and everything, I totally decorated the inside of my house, and I am one to decorate <laughs> every room. So it, it became, you Aww. know, I was like finished, and I was so excited. So um, that was kind of Saturday, and then to finish off a three-day cycle, my daughter uh, asked if I wanted to go with her and my granddaughter to see the new Trolls movie. And I said yes, oh. and it was a blast. I mean, it was all oh. boy band, you know, of the 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 eighties, the seventy eighties and nineties, and, and and I'm just like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and of course all done to animated trolls and the whole storyline. But it was a lot of fun, and I just I came away from that whole three days just <laughs> really excited to you know start this week out, and of course work with this mm-hmm. subject. So that's been how my week went and how was yours Deb? Oh well
2: my week's been pretty good I just um I would really love to start putting up decorations and stuff like that and I really have a lot of fun like um I kind of have like a lot of old decorations that have been made by kids and grandkids Mm -hmm. and I kind of put Mm -hmm. those in a little separate box so that they don't get destroyed um (laughs) while they're stored away you know for the year um but my um my husband is still putting in windows even though it's only like 30 degrees outside (laughs) um but he is just about done (laughs) and I'm like Mm -hmm. please please finish up because I I, I'm one of those people that I go out and I get a regular um real tree and put it up and put a bunch of stuff on it and I, I even put which drives some people crazy, but I even put like tinsel and stuff. <laughs> so oh, um yeah. 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 Um and what else did we do? Oh, I uh I celebrated my oldest son's birthday over the weekend. Happy birthday, Adrian. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and um Oh, I know. I went, um Okay, over at the local shop at Altice State of Mind, they have um, sometimes like once a week, I think, usually, uh, a, a scalar machine, and mm-hmm. um, which is um, different. I've never done it before. Um, there is a couple, uh, Laura and Misa L. Uh, of Magica, um, who also do like a couple of shows a week at... Altered State of Mind, a local shop. Mm-hmm. Um, they started mm-hmm. um, putting out a monthly magazine called Mahika, and they have a scalar oh. machine um, that mm-hmm. they set up in the in the back room, um, kind of a larger back room at Altered State of Mind, um, where they usually do you know use that room for like rituals or um, mm-hmm. reiki stuff like that. Um, but just so uh, I know that I'm not um, really so knowledgeable about it, but I can tell you kind of a quick description of what it is and what happened with me when I was in there is um, it's a, called a scalar energy system and said to generate like multiple bioactive life-enhancing energy fields via scalar waves. And it does this via something called like the torsion field or the scalar mm-hmm. vortex, mm-hmm. And when it's combined with light um, as bio-photons, they can interface with the body's DNA matrix and promote healing. Um, it's mm-hmm. said to also increase your energy level and mental clarity. And I know that that's like a really, really, like super oversimplified way of describing it. It's, um, mm-hmm. So um, I went there on... Um, on Sunday and um, Mm -hmm. for about an hour. And I sat like in this recumbent chair in a darkened room uh, with soft meditation music playing. And there were like these four
0: screens that
2: displayed kind of what looks like a bunch of colorful lines with intermittent like hash marks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they were flowing either up or down, like at varying speeds. And it it felt really good. It was very relaxing. Um, It was kind of, I actually had the feeling of like, like a pulsating feeling that started like down by my feet and kind of traveled mm-hmm. up my legs and up my body. And it was like, mm. it kind of made me think of like when, um, I don't know if any of you have gone to like a Reiki share, but mm-hmm. where you kind of have like maybe like eight or ten people giving you Reiki at the same time. So it, it felt mm-hmm. the energy you could definitely feel. Um and um, so I, I, I felt really good there. I was having a great time. <laughs> I mostly lounged there with my eyes closed
0: in a meditative
2: state. Um, and I kept getting a lot of you know kind of clairvoyant imagery and stuff like that, and it was awesome until about like the last ten minutes of it. Um, and so like in the last ten minutes, it was just strange because I I kept feeling like there was somebody else in the room with me, and I kept hearing kind of like soft noises, um, kind of in the corner, and I kept, you know, I opened my eyes and looked around, and anyway, I opened my eyes again, and I just, um, I couldn't really see, I'm not going to say I saw with my eyes, but in my mind's eye, I saw a woman, Mm -hmm. a young woman with long, dark hair, and she was staring at me, and I was like, oh, come on, (laughs) I was like, (laughs) <laughs> you know i'm i'm not right. um I do mediumistic work, but i'm not like a i'm not an on demand medium like a, like mcDonald's right. you know quick server <laughs> or anything like that. It just comes to me when it comes to me and what um what I felt was that this woman was in spirit and trying to get my attention, you know but I was just like I was really not wanting that at that point, and so I closed my eyes again and tried to tune it out. Um, But then a series of sounds started to come out of the speakers where the soft music was coming out of. And she, I felt like she was almost like um, very uh, kind of humorous, but like a little bit trickstery. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I did get a message from her, and she was so connected to to Laura, the woman who has the machine there. And um, so anyway, I won't say what it was or anything like that, but I did go... I did go out and give the message to Laura afterwards and she uh, she was really excited about that. So that was very unexpected and, um, wow. and it was a very different kind of experience. I think that I would try it again. Um, mm-hmm. I know that there's like, that's considered a very fringy kind of a thing and there's a lot of things on the Internet saying like, oh, it's just, you know, bogus sort of stuff. But... I don't know. I really, I really felt something, and I thought it was very interesting. And so, I would, I would love to know more about it and and mm-hmm. and give it, you know, give it another try.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: so, wow, that is yeah.
1: <laughs> that's definitely a great way to begin your, you know, like the <laughs> holiday season, so to speak, and really get it charged. Oh my, yeah,
2: yeah, it really was. I mean, yeah, it was, it was very interesting it was very it was weird because it was very um i felt like a lot of energy in the room i felt very charged but at the same time Mm -hmm. i felt very very relaxed um Mm -hmm. it was a neat experience yeah
1: this is that sounds awesome (laughs) i mean i'm listening to you going yeah yeah okay now i gotta go out and find a Someone who does that here, of course. I don't know, you know, Arkansas, you know, Northwest Arkansas. Maybe I could find one, but it's going to take a little digging, right? <laughs> and it, you know, they definitely not right. openly yeah. saying yes. Yeah, so if we do scalar here, you know, it's like yeah, I don't. Think
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: right. yeah,
2: yeah. So, love well, different.
1: Great, great. Anything else yeah. you want to share before we jump into topic?
2: Not um not so much, just that um I actually found my phone after I lost it for about um, Well that's good. <laughs> a week and a half. So uh-huh. I think I might, you know, end up going back on foodie psychics now that I found my business phone. <laughs> there you but, go. Um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> well, I think we'll get started now with the the topic. And, of course, it's the divine feminine. And this is – it's interesting because looking up and getting any kind of definition, you know, like uh, this (laughs) is what it says, is – it Mm -hmm. has a lot. So, you know, when you're Mm -hmm. looking at divine Mm -hmm. feminine power energy, it has spiritual and cultural concepts which are embodied um, basically as – intuition and receptivity and patience and um accepting forgiveness, kindness. It's the the more it you know, I I kind of came up with the fact that it has a lot of gentleness. It is the idea that it basically connects and binds there's the power that connects and binds the earth, which is the goddess mm-hmm. energy Mother mm-hmm. Earth and mm-hmm because it exists in all of us. It doesn't matter gender because, mm-hmm. you know, within the concepts, there is, you know, the yin and the yang, the positive and the negative, and then, of course, the feminine and the masculine. So it really, it's based on energies rather than gender. So I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to make that out there because I know we're going to be doing, you know, um, the, the complement next week, so I want to kind of pull that together, and it, it works out here that I feel that what we're seeing, which is this major energetic power shift with the rise mm-hmm. in this divine feminine, and of course we're talking slightly different than feminist movement, which occurred mm-hmm. earlier in the decades, but it's a mm-hmm. balance of, of balancing a power of the divine feminine with the divine masculine, And it's basically as a way of the power and the co-creativity becomes balanced as well, rather than this uh, wonkiness that we have been playing with for a while. And Mm -hmm. I personally see that if we look at the higher aspects of this energy, that, you know, we have different adjectives that describe this process, you know, intuition and... You know um that sense just you know you were basically in your moment there, you were in that that intuitive feminine receptive state, and what you were doing was mm-hmm. you got that you got that connection with that that uh, individual energy, and that's part of what this is you know discussing, but in a I think a much a much finer state than just well, I love you and I'm going to make a cupcake for you. That's a feminine thing. Um, yes, you know I don't make cupcakes. I basically will take an already cooked muffin and give it to you. But um, it's kind of that energy of nurturing and and you know yeah. just being there and helping and and moving with heart energy from that that compassion. And I noticed that as we're in this time frame where it has other spiritual aspects to it, that is really the, the aspect that is coming forth is this, mm-hmm. this, this aspect of the feminine. And, you know, it is a very empowered and powerful process that exists in this energy. And I feel that it is never diminished because we say the feminine energy or the love or any of that, because there's so much power in that. That is, but it's it's a different kind than the I'm going to take my you know weapon and go out and do it or my fists and you know <laughs> um, punch it through. Sidebar: I was watching. I I kind of sort of changed my my modus operandi. I watched the um, the, the TV series The Big Valley, which was set. For um, in the 60s, and it was about Stockton area in California, and it was the the ranchers and everything. And it's funny because I'm watching it. I'm watching all these guys, (laughs) and all they're doing is fist fighting and throwing each other over tables and, you know, yelling Mm -hmm. and doing all this stuff. And I was looking at that going, well, that's your true (laughs) mask. That's what the masculine energy was promoted as. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we as females tried to envision that when we went into the feminist, um, Mm -hmm. movement in a more, you know, like we're not going to be messed with, but now it's -hmm. it's completely (laughs) different. It's moving into this other area and I'm turning this over to you now because I think you've got some real (laughs) cool stuff to talk about.
0: Uh,
2: Um, yeah, I've got, you know, so many thoughts. My little head is going off like the 4th of July. Um, There's just, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I bet you that there are a lot of people who got into witchcraft because of that whole connection with the feminine divine that is um, Mm -hmm. very much uh, worked with um, within Wicca and witchcraft and and paganism, you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I really feel like there's <clears throat> there may have never been a better time than now to tap into the divine feminine um, freely without any harmful ramifications and, and in a highly empowered way. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, um, I mean, I can't, of course, there were the ancient times and goddesses were revered. Um, and, those might have even been better times, but I'm just um, in touch with how grateful I am to be living in a place and time where we can fully embrace, you know, the power of the feminine divine and and rise up within it. Um, Mm -hmm. So um, I think that our, like, our beliefs shape the uh, spiritual, like, the construct that we operate within. and. even just like the little bit of research I did, I, I see that the divine feminine has, has many def, definitions. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: She's very multifaceted and can be seen like as a force of nature. Um, she can be seen as the earth or the moon or the ocean. Um, and she can also be seen as, you know, personified as the goddess herself. Um, so when I think of what the feminine divine is or, or what it means to me, I have a couple of different thoughts, and I, um, I believe that they have feminine divine, that that power connects us more deeply to the earth, and uh, also to the moon and the lunar cycle. And I, you know, I do think that the, the feminine divine, or that feminine energy, is truly divine, and that I carry, you know, the spark of that divine energy of the goddess within me, as we all do. Like, I am Mm -hmm. her, and her energy flows through me. Um, And she's that goddess energy that exists within all of us. Um, Mm -hmm. She's a part of me just like my biological mother and grandmother are. And it doesn't matter if I'm, you know, biologically man or woman. We all have that spark of the divine within us. And um, I think that... uh, You know, many, you know, ancient cultures had that divine feminine concept um, where the Greeks had Hakate or the, you know, the Egyptians had uh, Sekhmet. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I know that aspects of the divine feminine can be found, you know, like historically in almost all ancient belief systems. And what I noted, though, I thought was interesting, some thoughts that came apart, across was that even in the patriarchal Abrahamic religion, such as Catholicism, um, the divine feminine suggests a female component within the Trinity. And there's some sects that see the Holy Spirit as feminine and equate her to um, the Sophia, like that mm-hmm. um, divine female creator and also, like, kind of the divine counterpart to what people are now kind of calling the Christ Consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so according to some Gnostic beliefs, the Christ was conceived as having two aspects, a male half and a female half, which was the Sophia, and was mm-hmm. um, venerated as the mother of the universe, um, But I think that however we come to it, um, however we align with that feminine divine, I think that um, embracing that within our spiritual journey can produce, like, really profound changes. Um, And some of the things that the energy of the divine feminine are associated with are some of the things that you were talking about, like, you know, intuition, creativity, creativity. Fertility uh, and not just fertility and I mean of course, fertility you know of the body, but also fertility in other ways um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I think that tapping into those energies can really heal and balance you know our body, minds, and souls um, and so if I think about the uh, divine feminine, the way that I relate to it is um. I see that as like a divine energy that flows through us. Um, that's kind of like the higher self or the, the super ego, um, and then um, so I would say that that energy is like the expression of like a timeless sort of concept um, or like the mm-hmm. established archetype of feminine nature. And so if I if I kind of put that together. I know I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit, but I would say like the divine feminine is like the sacred or divine higher qualities within that whole archetype of feminine nature. Um, Mm -hmm. So then if I, you know, for example, it would be like uh, divine feminine would be emotional, but balanced. Um, Nurturing is another one but also self-care, you know, because I think that that, all, that whole thing is evolving. I think the the feminine divine and the masculine divine are evolving. And so um, another one would be like intuition. So being intuitive, but also being discerning. Being right. sensitive, but also being resilient. Um, or being creative, but also being practical. Um, and then being gentle, but also being strong um, or having boundaries, you know, and being caring and open, but also having boundaries. And so, um, and lots of times, you know, um, if we look at only that one facet of it, it seems like, you know, um, it doesn't seem like it's something that would be good, or maybe I shouldn't use the word good. Like, if um, if I think of, like, some of the stereotypical things where it's like, oh, women are so emotional, you know, and mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, then, it, you know, then, yeah, if you only have that ass playing only on that one facet of it, yeah, it sounds like it's, you know, <laughs> it sounds like it's a, a mess. But it's really, it's not because I think that when you truly kind of align yourself with the feminine divine. It, it kind of it goes beyond that. It's emotional, but it is more than that. It's, you know, also balanced. And I think that part of that feminine aspect cares about relationships a lot and works in right. relationships with others. Um, right. But then I think that when you're in the higher aspect, you balance, you end up balancing that out. Um, also with, Um, some solitude if that makes sense I'm just um...
1: oh that makes perfect sense and um, you know you're it's it's kind of funny I'm listening to you and I'm listening to you and I'm going oh yeah oh yeah and then I I suddenly look and I go oh well we're going to need to break for our commercial
2: (laughs) Ah, (laughs) so we get some
1: solitude time to ourselves for a few
2: moments so we're breaking now
1: for our commercial
2: (laughs) there we go
0: You're listening to The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurement Sundays, 3 to 430 Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Boyce, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield, in syndication, Wednesdays and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LaFay in syndication Thursdays. All-time specific, at three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com.
1: Okay, we're back. And now we're going to talk about... I think um, I, we got on a good note, and we got a lot of good information, but I think that it would be um, the, the other aspect is what is mm-hmm. toxic femininity, to- toxic divine mm. femininity. And, oh, yeah. you know, the, the idea of that is that there is also corresponding toxic masculine, which, again, we will be talking about next week. <laughs> But um mm-hmm. and you can't really talk about one without the other and being mentioned because mm-hmm. it then goes into that singular focus of we're just talking about the feminineness, we're not gonna say anything about anything else and it's like, <laughs> well, not nah, really, we have to be you know, you ha that that balance is mm-hmm. you know, you got the day, you talk about the night, you you know right. you talk about the heat, right. you talk about the cold. So um, I'm going to kind of let you wander through a little bit of the toxic femininity. I think that we, when we were talking before uh, the show, I kind of thought that would be a good way for us to, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of pull that in. And then um, I'll say a few things uh, about maybe that or something, and then Mm -hmm. we will have a surprise for our listeners that you will be giving. But I turn it to you (laughs) on the side of toxic
2: femininity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, you know, I, this whole year has been interesting. Like, um, I know earlier in the year for um, um, for Mahika Magazine, I wrote an article, like, around Mother's Day about the divine feminine. And then around Father's Day, I wrote an article for them about the divine masculine. And so I... Um, I had a good experience writing those, and I didn't really think about it, either of those, until, you know, just in the last week when I was looking at um, our upcoming show. And so um, I, this really is something um, that I think should be considered, you know. It's like, um, because it's, it's, once you kind of open your eyes to it, you really do notice it. And I notice it in other people, but I, also noticed it in myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. Like, you know, and where I was going like, oh, shit. Um, so a couple of thoughts on healthy balance, I guess. I, I feel like in times past, the pendulum has definitely swung way over to the masculine side of things. Um, so much so, and in such an imbalanced way that, um, that masculinity was often toxic and manifesting its shadow self and channel, channeling many of its qualities in a really false, imbalanced way, like, um, you know, with violence or bullying and control. And these things were promoted and kind of falsely mistaken for signs of strength. And um, this is what some people used to call John Wayneism. But then now as the pendulum <laughs> is, like, swinging back to the – feminine side in recent times, and things are hopefully becoming more balanced. Um, But unfortunately, what I noticed lately is some women, myself included, (laughs) at times are engaging in like the old patriarchal false signs of strength, (laughs) such as, Mm -hmm. you know, bullying or dominating or wanting to be right and thinking that they are being strong and radical, But all Mm -hmm. they are really doing is imitating the false displays of strength and control in the same way that men did in their shadow. And so, and you know, and some folks like to call this Jane Jane Um, Mm Wayne-ism. And so I think it's good just to be aware of that because then it makes you kind of question yourself and want to tap into what is like true strength or true courage, mm-hmm. um, rather than just reacting and, and, and doing these false things that aren't aren't really courageous or strong at all, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we're always, I think, you know, in general, like all of us, are in a state of evolving or devolving. So I, I really think that all of this is kind of like a part of the process of us Figuring ourselves out, you know, and right. I, like I believe that we'll keep learning and evolving and, and be able to move beyond the shadow aspects of both the feminine and, and the masculine. Um, and so, um, yeah. So tonight, you know, I just kind of wanted to really take a look at what what the divine feminine truly is in Um, It kind of have us move beyond our reactivism and these shadow behaviors, um, and and bring us ourselves to a higher vibration, you know, um, to our higher our higher self. And so, um, I think that you know, first it it starts with awareness of what that is, you know, and then I think that attuning ourselves to the divine feminine takes some you know some Spirit or soul work, you know, but um, but I think it's so worth it. Um, like in the collective, I know that things are are still imbalanced, um, and I really think that nature is 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 drawn to balance, like just in a very natural way, and as you know, the collective kind of elevates the feminine divine. I think the masculine divine is also elevated out of its own shadow, and I think there might be some, you know, some going back and forth with that sort of stuff. Um, but I think that it it will end up elevating both. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. And so, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, I was going to say that um, one of the things that we have talked about, you know, off. Mike, um, that you know, being passionate and fiery about what you you believe in and what you you know have uh, a, a love for and care about is uh, mm-hmm. great, but it also it breeds this other darker side, and mm-hmm. I again I personally see that even when we don't we are unaware that it's being mm-hmm. driven by fear. It's fear. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you want to change something, everybody winds up being fearful that you're going to change whatever Mm -hmm. it is that they feel comfortable with. And um, (laughs) it may not be the greatest, but Mm -hmm. you're comfortable with it. So that Mm -hmm. that, it gets stirred up and everybody kind of plays these these whole drama games that are out there. And I guess in a way, I mean, we do it too in our personal (laughs) lives with, you know, what we do. So Mm -hmm. I... I understand we have to be um, responsible and find our way back to gaining Mm -hmm. a balance of that um, aspect. And, you know, the the one thing that Mm -hmm. I think is really kind of important here is, um, you know, we take me time. You know, and in the old days, Mm -hmm. me time for a woman was she'd go get Mm -hmm. pampered. She'd get her (laughs) nails done and her hair done. And, you know, because it was always so that we Mm -hmm. could look pretty for what we were going to do out in the world. And, uh, you know, just Mm -hmm. listening to what you talked about earlier, that was your me time. You know, you took the me time to sit in this environment with a scalar machine and had this (laughs) experience. And I think that is, you know, it isn't just about a machine doing it, but it's the idea mm-hmm. that me time is a, a series of things. It, is, it can be, mm-hmm. um, you know, yes, getting a massage or getting a pedicure or a manicure yeah. or, or, you know, being, you know, in an environment where there is this, you know, machine or uh, music or something that puts you in the space mm-hmm. or, cre- you know, creating, having time to, you know, paint or write And it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. write the next bestseller. It just means write Mm -hmm. and put your personal ideas down, Um, crochet, needlepoint, walk in the Mm -hmm. woods, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. And I think that's really important to balance
2: out that passionate mm -hmm. part. Yes, Uh, you're so right. I mean, that actually um, I was thinking about is that um, just – like the simple steps, you know, um, start, it it starts in the mundane. And that whole thing Mm -hmm. of, like, I think you need to treat your body and your mind like a temple. Um, So don't Mm -hmm. abuse yourself. Like, and um, I always think of, like, the uh, acronym HALT, you know, H-A-L-T, which means stands for don't let yourself get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. And um, so... Whenever I start getting, like, feeling, like, really unsettled or distressed or anxious, you know, I'll, I'll go through that little checklist, like, am I am I hungry, you know, am I feeling angry about something, or if I'm just feeling lonely, or maybe I'm tired, I didn't get enough sleep, you know, and so um, just taking care of yourself is, like, so vital to, to being able to, you know, to function well, and also, like, it's the top like mundane thing to, um, to connect, you know, to the divine feminine. Um, another thing is like, don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself Mm -hmm. to other women because we're really Mm -hmm. just seeing like their outside and we're comparing our insides to other people's outside. And that, you know, that never is gonna, you know, be accurate or match up well, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think that many of us have been, program to measure our worth against, you know, unrealistic images, you know, whether it's in movies or social media or pop culture. If you think about social media, it's like, yeah, I put pictures and stuff like that on all the time, but it's you're just seeing the very outside of the person's life or, you know, um the very, you know, the happy times, the happy moments or whatever. We don't really see mm-hmm. The whole person that way, but then yet we hold ourselves to that false standard. It gets in the way of really accepting ourselves as we are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, and the other thing is um toxic relationships you know mm-hmm. if you're you know it's another it's mundane, but um, it's also a, like a very essential thing for um being able to align with any kind of divine energy or higher self. Because I think that um, the divine essence that we carry within ourselves is really sensitive to any kind of negative or toxic influences. Okay. And, um, and because we do value relationships, and it's part of the tapestry. And energy of the divine feminine, you know, whether it's lovers or spouses, friends or children, those are all important to us. But when that's misdirected, that loving energy um, can trigger, you know, codependent or unhealthy bonds and then we get way out of balance. Um,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, either we're giving too much of ourselves, you know, while expecting too little in return and... um, so I think part of it is like empowering yourself with making better choices um, right. or setting stronger limits and just disengaging from toxic people. And it really matters like who you surround yourself with. And so I think choosing to surround yourself with those who see you and value you is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if I think about the magical aspects, it's like, so much of the feminine divine is intertwined with witchcraft. It's just... Oh, yeah. You can yeah. barely look at anything and not see part, some aspect of the feminine divine, whether you're working with moon phases. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, a lot of witchcraft is very earth-centered and connected mm-hmm. to the feminine divine. And, uh, you know, whether it's... Um, Working with the moon to, um, with the waxing moon to draw things to us, uh, the full moon to man, you know, manifest things at its fullest, um, or working with the the waning moon to send something away, you know. Mm-hmm. That's like a real staple in in magic and in witchcraft. Uh, yeah, and or working with you know. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just (laughs) going to say, you
1: know, part of what we do is, you know, if you think about it, we, Mm -hmm. uh, feminine magical aspects are, you know, we can be doing cooking and cooking Mm -hmm. is magical. And Mm -hmm. doing even house cleaning can be magical. So it can be, you know, Mm -hmm. spiritual Mm -hmm. and magical and we can be doing Um, spells and rituals and and crafting you know witchy things so to speak or we can be doing it on a more um, what we would call mundane but it really Mm -hmm. is um, very powerful and I know you know there's all kinds of spells to do during you know the different things that I mentioned but it's Mm -hmm. you know you go outside and you, you know, sit with the wind or you sit with the mm. sun or even the cold. I mean, like you were talking about going out and getting up,
0: you oh, know, yeah, taking yeah. a walk.
1: You know, these right. are, those magical things are, are part of our mm. life over and above it. But this, uh, I think we've gotten, well, I mean, witchcraft has become <laughs> uh, more focused from the ancient times, you know, the burning times, all of that with the the women who did these things, midwives or otherwise. And now it's rebirthing mm-hmm. itself. And um, so it's coming <laughs> into another level. So that was an insight mm-hmm. that just threw itself out at me. So
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. And, and I think that um, whenever we work with the inner, you know, like subtle energy, energies of um, like intuition or psychic visions or, um, or dreams um, or even like empathy. You know, there's a lot of empaths. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever we do that, we are tapping into uh, the manifestation of divine feminine energy that's flowing within us and through us. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, when we meditate, we turn down the voices and the analytical part of ourselves, you know, and tapped into the intuitive inner voice. Um, and I think that that's all, you know, powered up by that divine feminine spark. <laughs> right, <laughs> um, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I know that I need to uh, kind of remind us of time. I know that yeah. there was something that you were going to share um, with yeah. regards to, you know, the more magical mm-hmm. side. And <laughs> I want to give you full time. I don't want to be cutting you off mm-hmm. and you know, saying, we got to get off the radio now. So I'm I'm kind of going to mm-hmm. kind of push you a little, you know, unch you over to, to that side. I don't want to say push, but unch you um, <laughs> so that we can have that. Because I'm, I'm just as excited because mm-hmm. I,
2: people I do not know what she is going to bring forward. So this is exciting for <laughs> me. Oh no. Thank you. Yeah, no, this is um it's probably good to take a couple extra minutes with this just because I, I need to um describe um a symbol that's used in it. And um Okay. So what so what I'm coming up with here is like kind of like a just a little ritual for tapping into the energy of the divine feminine. And um there's um so in this ritual we're gonna use what's known as um the there's a male and a female version of this. And so uh we're gonna use the female um Antikarana symbol. And um just to tell you some of the little background about it is that um some um some people believe that the symbol like originated if you believe in such things, in the lost civilization of Lemuria, and so it. In any case, it's very it's a very ancient symbol. Um, but the mythology behind it is that the world needed to reestablish their connection between their rational mind and their higher self, and at the same time, their. Supposedly, was a council of enlightened masters or light workers that created the symbol to aid humanity in its evolution. So, even though its origins are unclear, the symbol has been used, um, documented use in China and Tibet for thousands of years, and used to enhance healing and to connect to the higher self. And it also appears like on many Buddhist and Hindu statues or parchments. And the Mm -hmm. word Anta karana originates in Sanskrit with anta meaning interior, spiritual, and karana meaning sense. And so um, the powers attributed to this symbol are many. And it's said that if you gaze at it for a short time, it will automatically connect you to your higher self and start what is referred to as the microcosmic orbit. And um, that's like an internal energetic practice that comes from the Taoist tradition and it's referred to as the circulation of light. So this circulation of light raises your energy. It opens and cleanses all the chakras and it will also induce a meditative state if you gaze upon it and connect you with your angels and your guides. Um, so um, this symbol is thought to be a multi, multi-dimensional symbol, and it kind of looks like um, three sevens. But if you look at it from another angle, it looks like a three-dimensional cube, and it's kind of reminiscent of like the Celtic uh, triskelion symbol. Um, but I became more interested in exploring the background of this symbol a couple of years back, after it came to me while meditating. And so the three sevens, I thought, to represent the seven chakras. Um, in the seventh spiritual realm. And so um, now I'm going to get on, just giving you the background of that karana symbol. Um, I'm going to go on to the ritual now. And so that, I would have you, like, gather your supplies for it. And what you would need is, I recommend taking a cleansing bath first, like the, uh, you know, pinch of sea salt and maybe some, feminine-powered-up herbs, like rose petals or vervain, and also print out or draw an image of the Antichorana symbol. It's real easy to find it on the internet and um, it's going to be used as a focal point when you go into a meditative state. Um, You might want to use some oil to anoint each of your chakra areas um, as we go through each of the seven major chakras. And so you can choose, like, a condition oil like um, blessing or clarity, visible of courage or healing. Um, but if you don't have any of those, just take a, you know, a bit of some good quality olive oil, and maybe add a couple grains of salt to it, and then I would set the oil out under the full moon and, and let that kind of be absorbed into there. Um, mm-hmm. So then go into your sacred space and get into a meditative state. You might want to play a bit of ambient sound or meditation music in the background and focus on the antakarana symbol. And so first time you do this chakra ritual, it kind of serves as an attunement. And so the first time you do it, you're going to kind of visualize and work with the chakras, going from the top from your crown chakra and descending down chakra. You do it after that, you're going to go in the opposite direction. Um, but this is if first time you're going to be, you know, it is actually an attunement. And so when you um, get into that relaxed state, um, you can anoint each of your chakras um, and start with the crown chakra. And then see that symbol and like just see it, that anti-karana symbol. See it in the palm of your hand as you kind of press it into her. They embed into your energy field at the crown chakra. And as you do that, say, I am infinite and boundless as I connect to the universe of all in the feminine. Bye. Breath and go to third eye attunement. See that symbol again in the palm of your hand? Anoint your chakra with a little bit of oil. And as you embed, that symbol into your energy field at the third eye say I see the feminine divine and move down to your throat chakra and repeat the process see that symbol in the palm of your hand and as you end it into your energy field at the throat chakra say I speak my inner truth the feminine divine then go down to the heart chakra and see symbol in your palm in the palm of your hand again and as you end it into your energy field say I welcome love open heart of the feminine divine keep going down as you reach your solar chakra repeat the process and see that symbol in the palm of your hand and end it into the energy field at the solar chakra and as you do this say I stand in the personal power of the feminine divine Going down to the sacral chakra, see the symbol in the palm of your hand and embed into your energy field. And as you do this, say, I flow the creativity, the feminine divine. And last, down to the chakra, see the symbol in the palm of your hand and embed into your energy field at the chakra. Say, I am grounded in the feminine divine. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, you should feel a lot of energy flowing. Um, take your time, you know, feel the fields, <laughs> but then afterwards ground your energy and eat or drink something. Um, I also recommend just journaling your experiences because that awakens like your whole energy field and it infuses feminine divine within it. Um, okay. The thing is is that I would take, like, probably a lunar cycle off before doing it again. But when you do it in the future, you would start from the root chakra moving up to the crown because the first time you were taking in the feminine divine energy and mm-hmm. afterwards you have that energy magnified within you now. So afterwards when you're doing it, you're doing it to manifest. And so you Mm -hmm. would be seeing that energy moving from the root chakra and moving upwards, towards the crown chakra. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And it would fill, you know, fill your energy field whenever you do that. And it's not, you know, once you understand what it is that you're doing and you do it, it doesn't take that long to do it. I think it's more just getting prepared and getting into that meditative state. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, that's an awesome – that is so <laughs> awesome. I'm sitting here – I'm taking notes like a, a crazy woman here doing it because I – since I didn't know what you were going to do, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, that's so great. And oh, um, and I'm sitting here looking at our time going, oh, my God, we've got to get, you know, <laughs> But you did a yeah, – it was yeah. wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Aww. And, you know, I it, – it's – all of our talks, all of our ability to continue, we can go on, I'm sure, for another, you know, mm-hmm. half hour or 45 minutes. <laughs> and, and sometimes <laughs> it feels like we should. But I obviously have to look at my clock and go, oh, i got to start, you know, our closing down. <laughs> but um, yeah. I think that it, you know, this gives everybody a basis to, to mm-hmm. look at this because this is the time, um, this time of the year, has been dedicated Mm -hmm. to so many different religions and cultures and belief systems. And I think that by uh, attuning ourselves (laughs) to this trinity, because Mm -hmm. that's what really the the divine (laughs) family is, it will give a better Mm -hmm. balance and understanding. So obviously next week we will be doing the Divine Masculine. Which will be mm-hmm. fun um
2: yeah.
1: is there anything you wanna say before <laughs> you know we close off for the for our closing um, uh, um
2: time? no, I would just um, I just love the topic, and I just hope that you know um everybody you know got a little bit of something out of that, and just um uh, yeah, otherwise, I'm good,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um. Thank you, Deb, and thank you, Navashiva. And I'm going to let uh, Deb always has this great. I'm going to say my thing. thing.
2: <laughs> You're going
1: to say your thing. So goodbye, everyone. See Yay. you next week, Deb. It's your goodbye. turn. <laughs> All
2: right. Goodbye, everyone. Which on? Which well? And which wisely? Till next time.
0: Thank you for listening to The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC radio network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com That's witchpriestesscauldron.com Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.